welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm here today with Michael Massey. Hi, Kara. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So in the last episode with Michael, we were talking about superpowers. Yes. We talked about telepathy yes. and super strength. Yes. Did we get to any others? I don't think so. That's when you two? cut me off. Well, yeah. We, we cut it off and we stopped. Yeah. But we weren't done. Right. And we've had some feedback that some listeners want us to continue exploring, see what else there is to know about superpowers, which is fine by me because as I mentioned in that episode, it's a super fun topic. And I want to say super as much as possible. Absolutely. Yes. Indubitably. Super. Yes. Indubitably. Yes. All right. Good. So a couple of ones that we talked about exploring would be invisibility. Mm-hmm. Telekinesis. Yep. So. We can try to knock those two out, see if anything else comes up. Uh, anybody's listening who's got a particular request. Of course, like, you know, at some point in time. I mean, tackling flight, you know, because I think that would probably be the number one superpower that, like, if you got your wish list, what would you want to do? I mean, who doesn't want to be able to fly? Yeah. Now, would flying and levitation, is it the same? Well, you put cert- them in different categories? Uh, certainly, that's in the same, that's in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And are you saying that there are people who fly? Um, I, I'm not aware of anybody who's actually achieved that level yet. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we could, that, that itself, we might have to hold that one off till the, the next, one. and we'll okay. just do a whole episode just on flight and all of its, okay. its implications. Okay. All right. Okay. But for now, should we start with invisibility? Sure. Let's go with invisibility. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So invisibility is a superpower. Uh, I'm reminded if anyone has seen the movie, the men who stare at goats. Oh, I saw that a long time ago, but I was in it, not in my, you know, not a meditator, not into consciousness. I mean, just, I was just, you know, regular Kara. Right. And, um, not super Kara, not Kara. <laughs> <laughs> super Kara today. Yes. Okay. Not Super Kara. Um, although Wonder Kara oh, has, yeah. yeah. So my friend Emily, who listens to this, she she knows Wonder Kara. That's been a long time. That's been like a username of mine in various places for a long time. Okay. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, men, men who stare I, at goats. Yeah, I want to see this one again now because I remember yeah. being intrigued by it, even when I was regular Kara. Yeah, it's a, it, and there's a little disclaimer at the beginning of this film that says something to the effect of, uh, more of this movie is true than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's great. I love that. <laughs> the character Jeff Bridges plays, he plays this, uh, you know, this, this army guy who, who ends up starting the the... Uh, kind of the, the New Earth Army, which was this psychic warrior um, program uh, under the DOD. And uh, this has actually really been 
really happened. And the, the founder of this is his name is Jim Channon, and, and he lives in uh, Hawaii now. And it's the, the, this this movie is based off of. And so there is a, there is actually a lot of things in that movie that are quite true. Um, and but it's done with some uh, some wonderful script writing and and a good you know humor take on yeah. all of it. Uh, but one of the one of the things, uh, uh, Lynn Lynn Cassidy, uh, he's our kind of hero Jedi in uh, in this uh, story. Is this George Clooney's character? George Clooney okay. plays yes, Lynn Cassidy, and uh, big fan of the show. Yes, I, I assume right. <laughs> and he's explaining to this reporter played by by uh, 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 Ewan McGregor um, uh, about the. The New Earth Army, and and he's explaining about invisibility. He says, you know, that this is one of the abilities that they had been practicing and training with. And uh, Ewan was like, like really invisibility. And um, you know, George Clooney says, well, eventually we we kind of changed the terminology and to um, just not being seen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, I bring that up for a, for a point. Okay. okay. So this is a, it's a, it's a funny thing. It's like, okay, well, um, what is it to be, to be invisible? And for instance, if you were invisible and you closed your eyelids, mm-hmm. would you still be able to see? Okay. If you were invisible and you closed your eyelids right would you still be able to see okay. or would your eyelids be in oh, oh right so hmm. you understand kind of i mean i guess but would, would you, your eyes even be there right and all this that's a good question right yeah so you go like how would invisible how did how would invisibility really work yeah and so a true invisibility now you know aside from Oh, I'm an energy being existing in a non-physical space that is invisible. Sure, there's that mm-hmm. level of invisibility, but we're talking about us as humans mm-hmm. being superhuman. So, what would it mean to be as a human to develop this ability of in, of invisibility? Would you actually be invisible to yourself? Mm. And would your clothes be also? Because if you were able to make your cells, right, like your cellular nature invisible, but then presumably, like your clothes are different, right? Correct. Huh. Right. So these are all these kinds of questions Mm -hmm. that might come up when it comes to this ability in terms of what it would actually, how would it actually look, how would it actually present. And uh, um, there's another movie. I think it's a Mystery Men. I'm not familiar with that one. This one's starring Ben Stiller. It's another comedy, and it's this group of basically they're wannabe superheroes that try okay. to s- step up to be the the heroes of the day when the Captain Amazing or something gets taken out of commission or disappears or something 
and you have like Mr. Furious because his, his <laughs> that's Ben Stiller and his super power, if you will, is he's very angry. He's furious. He's furious. He's furious. And he's just gonna he's gonna get furious on you. <laughs> and there's a uh, um, you know the shoveler who you know he hits people with shovel with a shovel because he's a shoveler. That's William H Macy. And there's this other um, character they have who's able to be invisible. Um, uh, but, uh, his, his thing is that he's only invisible when no one's looking at him. <laughs> I see. <laughs> see. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, what kind of superpower is that? So, um, if no one's looking at him, he can turn invisible. <laughs> and, uh. Um, this eventually does find a use because he can he can actually go through if nobody if they all stop looking at him then he gets to turn invisible and he can walk through a laser grid. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> it has its uses, very select uses. Uh-huh. Only if you're pulling off some kind of a heist with a yeah laser grid or something. <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, I'll bring it back to. Just kind of dance around. What is really invisibility actually like? And, and um, so, what it would be is that um, that the individual who's so called turning invisible doesn't turn invisible to themselves. What they're doing is somehow um, uh, their self, their body, their consciousness that surrounds that body. Which does include the clothes. Okay. Okay. All right. Because it's really when you talk about the spherical field around that person, somehow um, uh, becomes like transparent or cannot be observed by an external party because it's on a different frequency. Okay. So it's like phase shifting or, yeah into a frequency band that's not viewable by others. Okay. That would be what invisibility is actually like. Hmm. And this may, um, this may have actually happened inadvertently to many people without them necessarily knowing. Really? Yeah. Because you're not turning invisible to yourself... You don't, it's not like you look in the mirror and, whoa, where did I go? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, when I was out in Hawaii in 2013, and, um, you know, I walked around the big island over 200 miles. Um, uh, I was, um, you know, I was in deep meditations and ceremony and activations and mm-hmm. connecting with the land and the history back to to uh, Lemuria and uh, connecting with the ancients there and uh, going through a whole bunch of initiations of itself. And so I was rocking a pretty high vibe. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, one, and it's one of those things where you can you you go out into the wilderness, you kind of escape, and you actually you'll find your frequency goes up, 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 up. It's the proverbial mountaintop mm-hmm. experience where you can you know when this happened and and Moses went up to Mount Ararat when he came down, he was glowing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this has happened to masters and whatnot who've walked walked the earth over over the centuries and millennia. Um, you know, they they go up and they come down, and there's there's some kind of visual effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those can be actually your shift into a higher, different frequency, and that when you come back down, not everyone can see you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I started to discover is that now there was a I had a I don't know if it's a group of friends, but. Hmm, I didn't really know them well enough to say they're friends, but they're people that I knew, acquaintances mm-hmm. or something. And I noticed I could walk up and stand in that group, and nobody would look at me. Nobody would acknowledge me hmm. at all. Really? Yeah. And I begin to notice, I'm like, wow, I'm like here, but I'm not here, or nobody can see me. And then I found if I reached out, and touched somebody mm-hmm. that they would get all of a sudden be startled, and then they would look, and then they would be able to see me. Hmm. Or if I spoke, or if I did something that connected into that physical, then something the energy would shift or bounce or whatever, and then there would be a, a connection that would be made, and all of a sudden I would just appear. Hmm. But then they would be like, "Where do you come from?" Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. And at first I was just, I was just taking these, you know, these data points going, because it happened in a number of times. I was like, wow, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what's ultimately happening to go, okay, well, what if we took an impartial third party observer? Okay. Which would be, um, let's say a camera. And we set up a camera. And so the camera's on this group, and I walk up to it. Would the camera have picked up me walking up, or would I be invisible to the camera? Mm. That's a good question, right? Yeah. So, and at least at the so-called level that this was happening to me, I'd, the camera would have witnessed me coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't at... I was rocking a vibration or a frequency that these acquaintances of mine were not on. Okay, so hence then that their brain would f- is filtering me out of the picture. Now we already know this. We've touched upon this in a number of different ways about how the brain is taking, you know, we're taking in enormous amounts of visual data and audio data and sensory inputs, and we, f- we have filter out yeah. most of that into just whatever's pertinent. Right. Right? And so if you can, if your field... And your frequency is such that it gets filtered out. Then it you can be standing right in front of somebody, and they won't be able to see you. Hmm. 
That's fascinating. Yeah. I remember reading something in um, His Mysterious Ways, which okay. is the like, the little, the, re- it's like, yeah, it's the like monthly a monthly reader or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reader's Digest does it. And yeah. you touched on it in your the last Christmas that we had. Yeah, yeah, you kind of yeah. read a couple of things that Stories were in there. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, if I if I might be not getting all the details correct, but it was like I, I want to say it was in Africa, and there was a you know it was um, war. You know there were these guerrilla. Is that the right? Yeah. Would that be the right term? Like these guerrilla soldiers or mm-hmm. whatever, who were uh, this this young girl or like maybe a teenage girl or something, but she found herself alone Uh and I want to say there were like three soldiers chasing her and she went into the bush Uh and um she was hiding in the bush yeah and they were right on her tail and and they started like looking in the bush for her and they're looking she's like they went all three of them went right like their guns were like right Right by her. her, And they're looking for her and they couldn't see her. And I want to say this is the same story where Mm -hmm. ultimately there ended up being a leopard behind her, which is a very rare, it's rare to see leopards uh, in the wild. And, um, and eventually, I I think I'm not um, (laughs) cornflaking. I don't think I'm conflating two stories here, but I, I think also, there was this guardian leopard that ended up chasing them. That was like above where she was. She didn't know that, that it was there when she okay. got in. But anyway, um, but I remember there being some sort of invisibility thing. Yeah. So from a protective measure thing as well. Yeah. Um, it can come into play. And in the last episode, we talked about the in the uh, incident with uh, the super strength of a mom lifting the car up about this presence that comes in, you know, a divine presence, a guardian angel, you call it whatever you want to call it, that has, you know, complete command over the field of of matter Mm -hmm. in order to make that miracle Mm-hmm. happen and so now you're giving an example of the same kind of thing that that based on this principle that we're talking about you see this presence can come in alter the the visual field the field space the frequency of things and such to move this young girl to a different frequency frequency or... slash dimension where she can't be seen mm-hmm. yeah you know and then is, yeah, um, uh, you know, in a sense, we have the same kind of, let's say, um, phenomena occurring where, you know, you, you know, you you set your keys in um, the little dish tray on the counter because that's where you always put them. One day you're going out to, Leave the house, keys aren't there, look all over, da 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 eventually come back and they're there in the dish and you're like Yeah, w- wait that's weird when stuff like that yeah, happens. Yeah, and you're like, What? It looked that I mean Yeah. Like how were they Yeah exactly. And so then the question is, were they actually gone? 
Okay, and then reappeared, or were they actually, or were they blocked from visual field? Mm. Okay, and were they invisible, and then became visible? See, that's so wild. I mean, our friend Laura has a story like that where oh. she had her rug. She had this like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orient, yeah. beautiful oriental rug and she'd had her house painted and they'd rolled the rug up and put it in the garage and it was a precious thing for her. So it was time to get it back out and um, and she went in the garage and she couldn't see it anywhere. And I think she said she did it like over a period of time. Totally. She kept she and it started to bother her. Like this was a nice rug. Like what happened to it? And then one day it just appeared and it was in front of her refrigerator that she's in and out of all the, all the time. time in the garage. They have a garage refrigerator and she's like, I'm in and out of that all the time. My girls are in and out of it all the time. So it's not like oh, I just overlooked it. She's like, I would have to like, it would be in my way to get into the fridge. And then all of a sudden it's there, but it had been gone. So when we, when we were talking, you know, in our privately about that story mm-hmm. uh, with her, we, you know, we talked about timelines, you know, that, that, that may also just be like, it existed in one timeline. And then there was a flip, which we've talked several times yeah. On this podcast about timelines, which is another just fascinating topic. It's a little bit off topic, but also just yeah, super interesting. Well, yeah, we might get into time travel as another episode. It's yeah, there we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's super interesting, so it belongs in this episode. So, okay, because it has super in it. Super. Yes, right. it's got a right. superpower of being super interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, the uh, the keys disappearing, re- reappearing, is that invisibility? Is that dimensional shifts? Is there a difference between those? Um, is invisibility really just a matter of perspective? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and in some sense you might say that. Uh, like the art of the ninja, so to speak, to be the the hidden assassin is to employ a whole number of different techniques, and that was kind of what was being alluded to in uh, by George Clooney, mm-hmm. in that you were trying to develop an array of techniques or tactics to avoid being seen, mm-hmm. and one of those can be this, the you know the the so called f- the frequency shift. Uh, there's, um, there's certainly, uh, I haven't been through spy training, but you know, there's all kinds of other, you know, uh, tricks and things to blend in, Mm -hmm. to be, um, uh, to, in terms of even of apparel and things like that, uh, um, what colors and non-colors or whatnot in order to, to just be able to suddenly so-called disappear and what you're really doing is you're just you're you're becoming something that gets filtered out yeah by somebody's Mm -hmm. brain so i just boop yeah and then in a sense you've invisibility has been achieved Mm -hmm. now Granted, that's, I guess, until you've actually cultivated your meditation practice a sufficient degree that you have full command 
of all the atoms in your own body and you can alter their spin rates and velocities and composition to um, phase in and out of matter and do at which point you can fly and do all kinds of things too. So you could probably just disappear if you want to do, and that would be like the real thing. Yes, there you go. Just hightail it out of there. Yeah. Get your just, cape on. Boom. Right, yeah. right. Right. Um, now I've noticed, and I noticed this a lot, I think I've, I brought this up to you at least, or several people before, but uh, operating as a tour guide, in Sedona, you see, you know, I saw hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds of people I've taken through various different tours, and and I make a habit of, uh, mem- you know, memorizing everybody's name. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that some people really hard remember their name, mm. and it 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 makes no logical sense. Like I've got, I have my per- my little. Tricks, tricks to get everybody's name down. But I find some people's name, it's just that, like it doesn't stick in consciousness. It's just poof, 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 poof. Mm-hmm. And this has to do with um, said individual wanting to not be seen mm. or to not be known or something about that. And we, we kind of, we've encountered such individuals before. Sometimes we call them wallflowers. Mm-hmm. Right, they're just yeah. the people that you just you meet them, and then you know they walk away or something, and there's no impression. just no impression. Yeah. There's you like you, you can't like what was their name? What would the the you, you, even their their face? Their, every everything about them just kind of yeah dissipates away, and there's an energetics to that mm-hmm. that is um, at some level is intentionally being hidden. Mm, okay. So uh, to have this invisibility as a superpower is sort of like being able to turn that on, mm-hmm. you know, at will or at command to just be the wallflower that no- nobody seems to notice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then And you're then, in and out, no yeah. no like and you then don't you stick. Could, right, you just Teflon. don't stick. <laughs> yeah. And uh and then you could look at that and it's like there's a gradient scale of that in terms of its effectiveness mm-hmm. where it to the point where it gets quite literally kind of like what I what I was talking about, where I walk up to a group. Mm-hmm. And the, the flat, I just thought can't see me until mm-hmm. I touched them. Hmm. Wow. Super cool. All right. Well, well, that's invisibility. That's invisibility in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. I love how there are all these like different ways to look at it and facets and layers where it's like. Because I kind of expect, like, yeah, well, this is what happens at the atomic level. And, you know, like, peop- there are people who can become invisible. and blah, blah, But it's like, well, there is that. And there's the frequency. And there's the perception. And there's the protection. And so forth. Um, uh, yes, indeed. It's, yeah. uh, there's, like, yeah, it's, uh, hmm. 
my to my understanding, uh, with all of these, really, you're going to encounter a similar kind of fashion where we're going to have, uh, you you know, you'll have you we have in our mind thanks to movies and you know visual portrayals of of that. Um, as well as our imagination, the way that things are, are, are portrayed there, um, uh, that is this upper echelon of an ability. Mm-hmm. But the there's at its uh, that there's let's say there's a physics, there's a science, there's um, around that whole that particular ability that is part of a natural law. Mm-hmm. So that which is supernatural actually has a base is based in the natural. It is based in the natural world. law, yeah. and so then we're gonna we're gonna encounter um, that it'll be very it's very common for all of us to encounter you know maybe small doses of it, yeah, um, but not necessarily even aware. Right. That yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, but we certainly have had the strange experiences of keys. Yeah. Not being there and then being there. Yeah. <coughs> okay. All right. Do you want to tackle telekinesis? Ooh, yeah. Telekinesis. Hmm. You want to just... the force, Luke. Should, should you just start with like... Making sure that everybody understands what that means. Well, oh yeah, telekinesis, also referred to as psychokinesis, the ability to move objects with one's mind. And um, now this is uh, this is something that um, anybody can practice, and it's a it's a common ability that's built in. It's is it a developed ability, like? The rest of these, no, but that's part of the fun of actually having this chat um, to the extent that we all of a sudden can, we can begin to embrace that that which we consider to be pure fantasy mm-hmm. um, um, or purely supernatural actually does have a basis in the natural and that it, can, it is something that, can, that is built into us. Um, so the... The mind over matter. Now, we can look at all kinds of uh, books in the in the self help section. Um, we can look at science in terms of the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, that um, what we believe in our mind has potent and powerful effects on what manifests what manifests on physical reality mm-hmm. from our own health um, our own response to you know pills whether you know um, mm-hmm. there's uh, even there's what been a saying in the medical community well there's no placebo effect in surgery Hmm. Okay, so, you know, hey, if you have a torn ligament, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about a pill here that you just believe is going to help you, it's like you need that repaired. Mm-hmm. There's no placebo effect for this. 
until his study done. I think it was North uh, New Mexico, New Mexico State. Uh, it was either New Mexico or Arizona. Um, and what they did is they took their control. They had a, a group of people that had torn ACLs, and then they they had half of them that went through a, a reconstructive surgery. The other half that went through a fake surgery. Really? Well, they, they, they gave them an incision, you know, mm-hmm. or whatnot, but they didn't actually repair the ligament. Huh. Okay. And then they tested them again six, 12, like an 18 months later. No difference? And there, yeah, no, no difference. It was like, wow, it completely blew. Yeah. The researchers wow. might, they're like, what? This, this makes no sense. Wow. How can these people who had no reconstructive surgery have recovered? Hmm. And you go, what? They actually, their their mind stitched their ligaments back together? It Yeah. After a fake surgery? Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Just going, yeah. Completely blue. Yeah. How do you explain that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, mind over matter itself is such an intriguing Mm-hmm you know, subject area of which we've just so, you know, scratched the surface Mm -hmm. of understanding through the quantum observer. Yeah. You know, um, uh, effect Mm -hmm. of how much the, the physical world around us and its behaviors is can be influenced and altered, um, yeah, through our own brain, through our own mind, through our own consciousness. Yeah, this is where things like affirmations and visualization, you know, it's uh, they're they're very powerful. Yeah, and um, you know, just that continuous like telling yourself in the in the present sense you yeah. know like i am right. whatever it is you're wanting to manifest yeah um and i love that you brought up the placebo the placebo effect i know i've talked about this on the podcast before and i can't remember if it's been with you at any point but yeah. um you know we give the placebo effect it's like always this negative connotation like I mean, dealing with energy work, you know, it's like that that comes up where, oh, it's the placebo effect. They just want it to work. And so it works. And it's like, but it's like this shrugging off the what is happening, because it's like, that's amazing. You know, that the true placebo effect, you know, you've taken a sugar pill and it has the same effect as pharmacology. What is going on there? Like, rather than going, well, that pharmaceutical is terrible because it doesn't work or, you know, that doesn't have any effect. It's like, no, look at your body's ability to heal, your mind's ability to heal your body. Yeah. That's remarkable. Right. In fact, doctors should just start off by prescribing placebos. Yeah. Except for the problem with that is if that word get, if that gets out, then people know that they're getting a placebo, then the placebo effect is lost. Well, yeah, that's the dichotomy. It, I know. Yeah. It's like it's one of these kind of conundrums. Right. But now, uh, one of the ways that we can actually 
uh, practice this, you can take a, like a coat hanger, nice wire coat hanger, hang it from a fishing line uh, from the ceiling. Um, make sure you don't have any open windows or fans or anything blowing. And then just sit there and focus on it. Mm-hmm. And then um, if it, it can help to actually, if you use your hands, you don't want to, you're not going to push air or get too close to it, but just, you know, like move your hands, like you're going to, um, just imagine you're just spinning it one, you know, spinning it clockwise mm-hmm. and then tell it to stop, spin it the other way. And you know, y'all free to try this. And you'll be surprised because, you know, like 80% or more people can do this. Mm, wow. And so, yeah, and probably 100% are capable of it. Just there's to be 20% that have so blocked or, or something about it. But it's, yeah. it seems to be, it's like a built-in thing. Um, so there's that. And now um, there's... And I used to practice with that um, a lot. Spin it one way, spin it the other way. And uh, I've also, I've had some random things where um, where I've been talking and um, I, Kara likes to talk with her hands. <laughs> Sometimes I do too, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm just sitting there in a dinner conversation and I wave my hand in expression of something and I, it's okay. It's like I could feel in the energy fields external to my hand. Like it's like I had a big hand mm-hmm. that was over. It felt like it it brushed my knife. Oh. Okay. Now I didn't. T- I didn't. Even, I mean, my hand. It's my physical hand itself is still is. You're talking maybe six, eight, eight inches at least. Okay. Eight inches to a foot away from the plate. Mm-hmm. When I wave my hand and the knife just flies off the plate. Oh, weird. Yeah. All right. So that's happened a number of times with the knife here, fork there, a pen or something. That's just, hmm. and I'm like, oh, and it's weird because I felt it. It f- felt real. Huh. But this is, it's where there's an, ex- uh, the extended energy body is interacting with said object. Okay. And within here is really a kind of a is the secret or the key and I haven't spent a whole lot of time trying to develop this specific ability there's some people who 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 have and are um, but the that the, here's the general thing once you understand yourself as that who you are is you know, is consciousness inhabiting a vessel so um the consciousness that inhabits this vessel is not contained and bounded within the the, the the physical silhouette outline of this 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 body. It's spherical in nature and extends beyond the physical body. So the the body is nested within this consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Now that consciousness sphere also can alter it can change its size. Mm-hmm. So accept that as well okay and um and eventually uh through one's own you know through your meditation practices through it you, you come to know this intuitively that that can it can shrink it can expand mm-hmm. it can do lots of things okay so the idea then being is if i can expand my field 
to encompass an object. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've talking about before about grokking or becoming one with or whatnot. Then essentially what I'm doing is I'm merging. I'm letting my expanded sphere, it's, it's like it's assimilating all the matter that is in that sphere and as being itself, manifestation of one consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then it's not that I'm moving the knife or the fork or the pencil. I'm not moving a pencil. I'm moving myself. It's an extension of me. So it's not an exertion of will over that any more than when you, when you take your hand up to scratch your ear. Yes, it's an, it's, your hand is just an extension of you mm-hmm. as one being that's scratching its ear. And so the, the pencil, the pen, the, the knife, the lightsaber, mm-hmm. it's all the same thing it's all oneself hmm. it it's sort of like um i remember before i knew how to drive and my mom was talking about like the key to driving is not the technical pieces but but feeling the car as an extension of yeah. you and that's when you really get into the flow of driving okay. is that you know, right. it's not like, oh, I need to turn the wheel this many times to make a, a right turn. Right. It's just like you feel it, you know, like, okay, now. Yeah. And so a lot of people who are listening, I imagine, yeah. you know, are drivers and can relate to the, that, that switch because it you can't start there. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with the mechanics of it and understanding like, you know, okay, this is how far I have to, oh, I've turned it too far or not far enough or whatever right. it is. But there, you, there does come a point where it becomes really natural and yeah. you're in a flow. Driving is a flow Correct. and a feel rather right. than the mechanics. Yep. Yeah. And this would be the ultimately the same way. Yeah. And it takes some practice before you actually get there mm-hmm. in terms of driving with a vehicle, right? Right. And then if you get put into a different vehicle, that, uh, you, you, may not, you, you have to go back to the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're talking about reincarnation now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just flipped right into... That's an into, interesting thought. I'll, yeah. have to, I'll, have to, uh, I'll pontificate on that later. Um, so you go back to the mechanics, all right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of learn to, to get that feel as well. Um, now, you, you know, after 20 plus years of driving, then you can pretty much get into any vehicle and, you know, within a very short yeah. period of time, you've made whatever necessary adjustments in order to flow state that yeah. vehicle as well. So you mm-hmm. get better and better at that. Yeah. So that you can pilot pretty much anything yeah in that flow state that you're talking about right um so now uh i've noticed things like when you're if you're trying to play with um uh telekinesis the biggest object i've moved is a boat um you know like a 
You've moved a boat with your mind? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was like a, you know, I don't know, a 16-foot ski boat or something like that. It was just docked. But it was floating. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, water was still, whatever, but totally just, boop, right, left, moved it around. Huh. Okay. We begin, we're talking about, this is, that's a low-friction environment. Um, or moving, maybe closing a door, low friction. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get something to actually levitate, you know, like true, like telekinesis, like Star Wars, yeah. using the force, where something object flies across the room into your hand. That that's a that's another ability that has to do with levitation. Okay, that's yeah. all right. So just being able to to attract or repel uh an object Mm -hmm. that's what we've been kind of talking about here in terms of the yeah the the telekinesis um the full-blown thing is gotta is gotta include the up down say component of um levitation as well which is a different animal Okay. So you might see people, and you can find YouTube videos of people doing things like closing doors. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, with their mind. Um, but you're not going to... I haven't found anybody who's... Yeah. Who can make object fly across the room and jump into their hand. Okay. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. But there's something else. There's another component there. Okay. And so I kind of look forward to the episode on levitation, levitation and flight, and maybe we'll explore that um, that component together. Okay. And um, and then at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to be super, 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 super levitating snowflakes. Super powered, <laughs> super powered snowflakes. <laughs> Aren't we special? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. This was uh, really, again, just love the different ways that that you can look into that prism and see the different laws at work and the different possibilities and peel the onion. Yes, absolutely. Fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, Kara. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, thank you for listening, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.